This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Gusto, online payroll and benefits service built for modern small businesses. And keep listening, I'm going to tell you how to get three months free. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Tommy Mello. He's the founder of A1 Garage Doors. The last time I looked, it was a $30 million home services business, probably more than that now. He's also the creator of The Home Service Expert, a learning resource for home services, businesses, HVAC, plumbing, roofers, you get it, and also the author of Home Services Millionaire. So, Tommy, welcome to the show. Hey, appreciate being on. So we're going to talk about home services businesses. I've got a lot of small businesses that fit into that category that listen to the show. Uh, have a few clients that fit into that category. And uh, from uh, everything I can tell, a lot of the home services businesses are are booming right now. Um, seems like a lot of people sitting at home during quarantines and things like that decided they needed uh, some painting or bump out a room or, or just are even rethinking how they how they use their home and you know, now that it's a school and an office and all those kinds of things as well. So I'm curious if if you're hearing from home service folks, if that's uh, obviously they like the business, but does that present a new set of challenges because of the way they're sort of being forced to work today? You know, it's either feast or famine. Anytime we go through something like this in the home service industry, though, I, I've not seen anything. I was born in 83, so I've missed out in the Jimmy Carter mm-hmm. years for the most part. But I uh, I know for a fact that the housing crisis built some huge winners, but a lot of losers. Yeah. And um, I feel like the same thing happened as well as you either have really, really guys that are rising to the top. The big guys are killing it because they had yeah. the staff to support it. Everybody thought we were going into this thing like, oh, great. Everybody's doing layoffs. And yeah. so you got the small company with only a few technicians left. The, the big guys were like, holy cow, we just turned the button back on. We're good. So, uh, it's weird that people have deemed certain things essential and not essential. I don't know who's at work in the background here saying certain things, but luckily garage doors seem to be essential and um, we're doing really well through it. So one of the things I'm hearing from a lot of contractors, and this is true of a lot of small businesses because there was, there was layoffs. There were people who, you know, didn't want to do what was maybe deemed as essential work. So they, you know, changed careers maybe. So, so hiring has now become actually a super tough, um, I think issue for, for the industry. And plus, you know, schools aren't cranking out a lot of carpenters and things like that these days. So what, uh, in, in your work with home services businesses, What's, you know, what's the secret to hiring in this kind of environment? Well, that's probably the most important thing. A lot of us talk about websites, social media. I, I do think part of your marketing strategy, a good portion of it, not some mm-hmm. people will spend $35 on a Craigslist ad once a week, but they'll spend 25000 a month on their pay-per-click or if you're like me, hundreds of thousands a month. And uh, I think you need to start advertising a lot more to the people out there with a job, number one. Don't just go to the zip recruiter. Uh, you can't go to only the places zip recruit. There's Craigslist zip recruiter. I could go on and on monster. There's yeah. some people go to, um, what is it? Indeed. Mm-hmm. And you could find decent people from there. Don't get me wrong, but you got to find them really young and inexperienced. Yeah. And that's yeah. I always say, build the platform. I've got right now two full-time recruiters and um, recruiting is a, is not hiring. There's a difference there is some people like to say, I, I'm always hiring. And I say, I'm always recruiting. 
Recruiting means I'm going out actively and seeking somebody with another job and recruiting them to come work for me. And part of that is posting a lot of good stuff on social media, the fun times we have. Like we had a birthday party earlier. Make sure to get everybody going to go live on social and say, this is the fun stuff we do here. Even though we're going through a pandemic, we're still able to to make the best out of what we can do here Mm -hmm. in our business. Yeah, you know, I, I one of the things that I think, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, do I want to spend money on advertising, you know, that's recruiting essentially. And and I think the fact that you're hiring is probably a pretty good marketing message. Not not just that you want people, need people, but that you must do something right that you need people. I mean, that's how I've always looked at it. Well, here's what people need to think about. And you know what? I, I, I like to think about home service as the hardest industry ever because we're not confined to our space. It's not like a video store, like it used to be a blockbuster or a restaurant where everything happens within under this roof. There's so much going on out of there. So anybody that's listening, that's not in the home service space, it's hard. It's a hard business. You got to manage drivers. You got to have good looking people that show up that don't look like, you know, they're going to do something bad to the house. You got to have someone that's good at sales, someone that good, that's good at technical aspects. And, um, Overall, I, I love this subject because either you hear, I need more leads or I need more people. Right now you're hearing, I need more people. I need more good workers. Yeah. And I think, hear this one. You got CSR. They're the person that answers your phone. A and B. You got one that's booking at a 90%. The other one's booking at a 60%. Now they each take approximately 20 calls a day. 300 days out of the year, $500 ticket average. The one booking at 90% made you $900,000 more. That's one person. So if you got two people answering your phones, one person made you an extra million. And when you think about employees that they're each worth a million dollars, you start to think a little bit differently. You start to think about top grading. You start to think about how do I create A players? 1A equals 3B is what I say. You don't even want to hear what what 1B equals 3C. So 1A equals 9C players. And it's the truth. Yeah. Yeah, you start doing math like that, then uh, you you know maybe you don't uh, scrimp on benefits and on salary and whatnot to get that A player, right? Well, I pay performance pay. My my top yeah. CSRs they make a certain amount for every book call based on booking rate, absentee rate. There's five critical factors, and a top CSR for me will make about thirty two bucks an hour. And here's the cool thing: when you could advertise that you can make thirty two dollars an hour answering phones for this company, all mm-hmm. of a sudden you got the People want to come here from every other job, and they actually want to come work here. We had 500 applicants over the weekend, 500. So what's been uh, – what have you found? You know, a lot of home services businesses have trouble differentiating. It's like, well, yeah, we do good work. You know, we do good service. I mean, but clearly that's not enough to get somebody's attention or, or, or more so not enough to get people talking about your business. So what have you found have been some of the best ways to differentiate your – home services business from everybody else. I mean, assume, I assume there's a couple people in your town uh, that can uh, install garage doors. Yeah. You know, you, you can't say we're in open nights and weekends and we're awesome at what we do. You got to go above mm-hmm. and beyond that. And yeah. I think the thing that we've done a really good job is we, we've really did a good job this last year of branding. We have done our trucks. We make, we're working on making the website blend. We're working on the, the, uh, the billboards, the radio, mm-hmm. the TV, all these things from the valve packs to the yard signs to the stickers to the uniforms need to be congruent. I think that's where you start out is to send a message and decide what you are. So we've got these uh, core values we have here. So core values is uh, always improving, 
aspire to be number one, growth, attitude, respect, accountability, gratitude, and ethics. And we make a big deal about one of those each month. And we try to get people doing them. So we had to decide on a mission and vision. And really, we created a place. It really is the employees are everything. And we just talked about hiring. And this is the exact same thing. We coach, we teach, we train, and more importantly, we retain. But we're always, always, always finding moments of catching somebody doing something good and making that. I'm a big fan of really go out of your way to make sure you, you really help out and focus on the good stuff. And when people are getting great reviews, but we've got systems to get five reviews from every client instead mm-hmm. of one review from every client. We've got a system to get a yard sign in front. And I think social proof is a, is a great way to differentiate yourself that most companies don't have the time nor the know-how of how to do it. Yeah, and I think that that, you know, essentially, except for the big chains, you know, most biz- most home services businesses are local businesses. And so, you know, you talk about billboards and radio, and I'm a big believer, direct mail, you know, those are all important elements. But a lot of businesses, a lot of homeowners, I should say, are picking up that phone and searching, you know, garage door installer near me. Um, And if you're not showing up on that maps pack, you know, today for for a lot of businesses, local businesses, uh, you don't exist. Um, What, what type of effort do you put specifically into search engine optimization? So SEO is the mother of everything. SEO is by far, there's four algorithms working right now for home service companies. You've got pay-per-click, you've got the organic search, you've got the, they're called LSA ads, local service ads mm-hmm. at the top. We go through a Google guarantee program. Then the other one is your Google My Business page that tells you the hours of the local reviews. And I think the most important one out of all those, personally, the one that makes us the big, big, big money, millions and millions of dollars a month is organic. Uh, but there's not none of them that aren't important. I, I make mm-hmm. a ton of money through LSA and the GMB. And, of course, pay-per-click is a pay-for-play type mentality. But it, it you know, I want to come up. I used to always say this. I'm a lead gen dude. I, I've always done lead gen. Garage door repair Phoenix is the number one search term. Now, my only issue with that is I used to just live, die, and breathe. Everything that came out of my mouth is I need more leads, get leads, get leads. Now, I've really started listening to a lot of the Wizard of Ads and uh, and understanding, really, I want them to go to the computer and look up A1 garage door service versus search for garage door repair Phoenix. My click-through rate is... 100%. My average ticket is huge. My conversion rate is gigantic. They've chosen me. So yeah. not as many ads per not as many as many ads as I could get for Garage Repair Phoenix. But when you look at the quality, and here's what I found if I'm in the three pack, which mm-hmm. you know the three pack is the GMPs, yeah. or I'm in the three pack up top for the LSA ads, if they just have some type of reason to click for me, some subconscious, they've seen my truck or my billboard. And they pick me even from there. It's so much better. Yeah. And they're not going after the cheapest. They're not price shopping. They're literally saying, I, I know you guys are a great company. When can you come out? And that's the biggest difference. Is this different than if you would have talked to me two years ago when I first started my podcast, I would have said, you need to be there when they search for anything. Now I'm like, you want to be top of mind, Toma, top of mind awareness. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think. A lot of um, a lot of businesses that particularly have traditionally done business offline. I mean, a sales technician came out, you know, did the work. You know, maybe that's where you got the order. Um, have struggled with this idea that 
you still have to be offline doing things. You're driving people online because that's where they're doing their research now, but then drive them back offline, you know, to a great experience, you know, with a customer service rep or with, you know, a, a sales technician that comes in the home. And I think a lot of people, um, they, they've really misunderstood the role of digital, I think, in that, that it's it's not just about, as you say, it's not just to drive people to an ad online. It's really, as you said, it's about, uh, it's about conversion, you know, that happens offline. And, uh, and it's, it, I think you've got the right mentality there. So, so let's talk about a, a few of the offline things. What do you do that is not digital? Oh man, what don't I do? I've got a door to door team that we're working on right now. That's just freaking lights out, lights out the best I've ever seen. Going to change the industry. We're going to be a multi-billion dollar home service company just for garage doors because of it. And that's not, that's not some type of pipe dream. You know, we're on pace to do a little under 50 million this year, but we're in the fetal stages of what's going to happen with the door to door. We do everything from a valve pack to clipper to money mailer. Money mailers having some issues, but um, I do every mailer. I'm working with a data scientist right now. I can tell you just as much insight as you have on Facebook about somebody. There's mm-hmm. data scientists out there that can tell you the average income, dual income, if the lady's pregnant. If the, if the little girls, what age they are at the house to hit them. Now, I'm not going after any of that information, but you could still get that information. It's out there. How much have they got paid off on their house? What's their credit score? So as you look into this stuff, it's getting to the right customer at the right time with the right message. And uh, so, I think a lot of people fail to do that. And now let's hear from this week's sponsor. Look, paydays are great, but running payroll, calculating taxes, deductions, compliance, that's not easy. Unless, of course, you have Gusto. Gusto is simple online payroll and benefits built just for small businesses. Gusto automatically files your payroll taxes and directly deposits your team's pay. Plus, you can offer all kinds of other benefits, 401ks, health insurance, workers' comp, and more. And because you're a listener to this show, you're going to get three months free once you run your first payroll. So go to Gusto slash tape. That's Gusto slash T-A-P-E, and tell them John sent you. Tell me a little more about the door-to-door, because I would think that there'd be some pushback on that right now, of course, but I think that um, I think there has been some pushback that a lot of industries you know, did that for a long time um, and, and seem to have gone away from it. Why do you feel like that's a, um, a viable sort of new path? Well, when everybody runs from something, that's time to get into it, number one. Number two is I've got the worst thing you could ever sell door-to-door because I, I don't have a SaaS model. I don't have a lifetime yeah. value of a customer, and I'm a small ticket in comparison to solar, windows, roofing. Sure. So it it's kind of backwards for what I'm trying to do, but I'm just trying to get my sticker in that garage. So I knock on the door and I say, sir, I'm not even here to sell you anything. I'm a very reputable garage door company. Love you for you to open the garage. I'll lubricate it at no charge. I'll leave you a sticker on there if you need yeah. if you need something. And then, by the way, I noticed this is wrong with your garage door. I got a truck right in the neighborhood that could look at it. Uh, we murdered it with that. And, I, you know, I feel like it's kind of a secret because we're doing so good with it. But it's going to be very, very hard to replicate what we're doing because try to knock on doors. Yeah. There. You're right. It's not easy. So there's a lot of things we figured out in the way to make that work. But – what they definitely say is door knockers have a less less lifetime value. Like there's not they're, they're not that Google customer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost uh, almost an impulse buy. 
Well, they're getting 60% or 70% on the dollar when they go to sell. Their multipliers are less. Yeah. Uh, you get, it's a great way to start building a business to get your name known for that first year in business. And that's kind of what we're using. It's a, it's a go-to-market strategy versus the M&A strategy, which I don't agree with in garage doors. I agree with it in HI Plumbing Electrical and a lot because the M&A acquisitions out there for garage doors, they're just not sophisticated. You're, you're buying their crap. Then you got to go fix it. And unless I'd buy a company if they've got a million stickers out there and if they got a good website, stuff like that. But for the most part, you're buying their workers and you're buying the phone calls. And very rare they're going to be somebody that I want either one of those two. Uh, that's the only reason I buy companies is I either want your customers or I want your employees, hopefully both. I don't want your trucks. I don't want all the crap. I don't want it to come in and fix everything and get rid of people and become that guy. Because that's not, I want to be the nice guy that's going to come fix the stuff. So everybody's got to reapply, basically. Make sure you got a good drug test background check, criminal background. Um, and then we do a lot more than that. We do the PI test to find out if they're the right personality for the role they're in. We go through a cognitive test to see how fast they're going to learn our new techniques. I mean, it's crazy. You would think we're like hiring for like Navy SEALs or something, but we're just looking for good garage gear guys. Yeah. So one of the things I have found, and I've worked with a lot of home service businesses, talked to a lot of their customers, and it's so funny when you hear them like, what do they do that's better? You know, it rarely comes down to craftsmanship. Um, it's all about like they showed up when they said they would, <laughs> they cleaned up the jobs. It's all about the experience. Um, yeah. Do you do anything intentionally to, you know, create that, you know, great experience where people after the fact go, wow, that was, you know, that was better than I expected. So we call that Raving Fans, and that's a great book called Raving Fans by Ken Blanchard. So number one, our our system, our CRM, which everything runs off of, text messages the customer on the way. Mm -hmm. And it gives you a bio of the tech. You know who's arriving there. It makes you feel safe. Uh, That's very, very important. Then when we show up there, we park in a certain spot. We always offer the customer a client. I call them clients. We offer them, hey, I'm stopping off at 7-Eleven. Is there anything I could grab you? I'm going to grab myself a Gatorade. So I always think you build that instant rapport by stopping and, and telling them we're here for you. We're, if I could stop and get you anything and kind of explain that you're going to save the day, you're going to fix their garage. Then when we get there, we always ask the same three questions. We park in the same spot. We make sure we smell good. We walk up. We don't hand our hand out unless they hand their hand out. There's a regimented way. It's an eight-step process. It's a five-star customer process. Uh, and then we always ask them, we're mentioning – just so you know, our goal is to give you five out of five service. We probably say that five times yeah. from the beginning to the end of the call. But then we've got a second pair of eyes. We've got a virtual field supervisor for quality assurance that is on every single call to make sure that we're checking everything. Does the spring balance perfectly? Is the center style set up with the opener? Did we go over the warranty information? And then we make sure that we blew out the garage. We changed out the light bulbs. We leave the garage cleaner than we came in. We run the door three times for you. And we're always the last call is just to make sure we gave you five out of five service. Because if there's anything in the process that didn't leave you as a raving fan, we want to make that correct today because we know you're going to go out and tell your friends, your neighbors, and your family. And we just want to make sure that it was perfect. And I think the fact is that we need to go above and beyond. Good enough is not good enough anymore. If it's Christmas time, we're going to help you take down the tree because we got access. We've got ladders. We're going to do that kind of stuff. So we're always looking to do something bigger and better than anybody else. And it's really not about being better than our competitors. It's about, I call it BYB, better your best. So let's continue to develop a strategy 
that let's examine ourselves because there's no competition really. We got to continue to raise the bar for ourselves, or otherwise there's somebody that might be able to come along. But I don't think that's going to be possible. Yeah, I think I, I, I think one of the secrets is just that the bar is so low sometimes that it's pretty <laughs> easy to it's pretty easy to surprise people and exceed their expectations. So that leads right to my one of my favorite subjects. Do you do anything to uh, to amplify your referability. I mean, obviously you do a great experience. You know, is there any, you know, a lot of businesses get a bulk of their business by way of referral, but very few do anything about it. <laughs> do you do anything specifically to generate referrals? Well, like I said, is 20 minutes before we're finished, my goal is to say, are you having five out of five service? Now I'm not allowed to give you money or discount yeah, yeah, yeah. or anything for five-star reviews, but what I can do is I can simply say, John, are we giving you five out of five service? Because I, I need to know because I'm finishing up here. I'm going to be yeah. cleaning up. And you say, absolutely, you're phenomenal. And I'll say this. Listen, we've got a decorative hardware kit I could put on your garage or a magnetic kit. We don't, we're not going to give you anything for a five-star. But if you go leave a few reviews for me right now while I'm still here, we're having a contest at work. And I love the recognition. The boss takes me out to lunch. If you're willing to do this right now, here's a little information on how to do it, why I clean up. I'd love that. And I'll give you the decorative hardware kit because I know your time's important and I know this takes time. So typically, that's my way of saying, give me give me a five-star, please, but I'm not going to check up to make sure you did it. But if people say, I need it for me, not the company, but for me, and oh, yeah. if you take the time to go do it, and I'm giving you something for taking the time, you generally get that. So I love the idea of online reviews. And then I love the idea of just asking the customer at the end, listen, is there anybody, what I've learned to do with, with, with large influencers is we've got a thing called schedule engine and I'll give them their own code and they Mm -hmm. can book anybody they want and they make 20 or they make 10%. I'm sorry. They make 10%. All of my technicians, any one of my people make 10%. And I call that a marketing fee. Sure. Yeah, because it takes them some time. I mean, they're not going to do it, you know, if it's going to stop them from getting to the next call. So uh, that's great. So, Tommy, tell me, uh, tell people where they can find out more about uh, particularly home service expert and any of the work. I guess if they're in the Phoenix area and need a garage door, you can tell them how to find A1 garage doors, too. Yeah, yeah. If you're in one of 14 states now, uh, we service. I go on. I'm from Michigan. It's a big market for us, Minnesota, uh, Milwaukee. Um but I would say to get the most out of what I have to offer, if you want to read the book, Audible has Home Service Millionaire. Uh, the Home Service Expert, I've had everybody. I've had a lot of good people on the podcast. Michael Gerber was pretty cool from the E-Myth. Um, Ken Goodrich with um, tells, tells us a lot about how to buy companies. See, one of the mistakes I thought is buy a company for what it's worth. But really what it is, buy a company for what it's worth to you, not what it's worth on paper. Yeah. Um, so that, I think the podcast, and then if you want to get a free copy of the book, well, it's nine bucks shipping and handling, but it's uh, homeservicemillionaire.com forward slash free, and you can get a hard copy. We'll mail it out to you. And uh, yeah, I'm just always out there trying to learn new things and share it with everybody. I don't make any money from my podcast. I uh, really just try to give back. Yeah, awesome. Well, Tommy, thanks for stopping by the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, see you out there someday on the road. Thank you. Appreciate it.